holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, one and all, well, one at least, to another Arsblog Arscast in association with ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. Uh, another week, a better week for the Arsenal, and we'll look at that in more detail as the show goes on. But coming up, we've got a blog chat with Good Player from GoodPlayer.com. We've also got a bet of the week, as usual. Arsene Wenger-Hawkins will be here, as usual. Uh, we'll also have your questions and comments, some other stuff as well, and... An exclusive interview with Emmanuel Adebayor. So that's something to look forward to. So it's been a much better week football-wise uh, for Arsenal after the, uh, the defeat at Bolton and the misery of the midweek game against Fulham. A North London derby was just what we needed. The first one at Ashburton Grove. Obviously, there's a fear that uh, you know they might be the first team to ever win there, but uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, we were definitely on top most of the game. Uh, Adebayor scored a good goal. Gilberto who I have to say doesn't exactly fill me with confidence when he steps up to the penalty spot, scored two absolutely perfect penalties. I don't think there's a keeper in the world that would have saved either of those. And uh, it was just nice to see some fight and commitment back in the team. Um, even though football-wise we didn't create a huge amount, I think we thoroughly deserved the win. Uh, we played Porto on Wednesday, a seriously, seriously dull game. Uh, I suppose we were a little bit fortunate, and I'll talk about this uh, in a little bit with a good player. Uh, a little bit fortunate given they hit the post twice, but you know, the last 15 minutes was just knock it around uh, training less than training session sort of stuff so nice to get uh, back on track a little bit so of course on Sunday we travel to Stamford Bridge to play Chelsea and we all hate Chelsea and of course we'll come up against our old friend that little cunt exactly uh, it'll be interesting to see who Arsene Wenger plays on the right-hand side because uh, that little cunt is, is in good form at the moment. Um, the difficulty, I suppose, we have is whether to play Walcott, who's got plenty of pace and could get behind that little cunt, or if we play Hleb, uh, you know, he offers more protection to Abue, who's struggling a little bit. And let's face it, we've all seen it when he played for us. That little cunt like to get forward. Um, so hopefully uh, we can do the business on Sunday. We've done well in the big game so far. Uh, the fans obviously will have something to say to that little cunt. And I'm sure that little cunt will have something to say to the fans as well. Um, who knows how it's going to go? It's a big game. I think we can win. I think we can win. Although the last time I said that we lost. So no, we're definitely going to lose. We're going to lose 18-0. Or no, maybe I'm, maybe I'm sort of reverse psychologizing myself. Uh, if I say we're going to win, then we'll lose. So if I say we're going to lose, but what if I'm tempting fate by saying we're going to lose? Uh, it's very difficult to know what to say sometimes. Anyway, fingers crossed for an Arsenal victory and a very, very sad evening for that little cunt. 
And thanks again to Donald for the soundbite there. Absolutely classic. I love that. Okay, time to move on. And it's uh, this week's blog chat. Uh, This time it's with Good Player from goodplayer.com. And we spoke on Thursday morning about the Porto game, about the Spurs game, about what happened between Arsene Wenger and Thierry Henry. And we look ahead to the Chelsea game coming up this weekend. So without further ado, here's this week's blog chat. Okay, uh, now this week on the blog chat, we welcome back Good Player. Welcome back to the Arscast. Hi, how are you doing? Very well. Um, okay, let's uh, touch briefly, uh, because there isn't a huge amount to say on the, the Porto game on Wednesday night. Um, horrible to watch, sort of tediously nerve-wracking was the phrase I used, because uh, you just thought that if one goal had gone in, uh, it, it might have made things a bit different, and they hit the post a couple of times. But other than that, it doesn't warrant a huge amount of discussion, does it? Not really. I mean... I- Arsenal's not very good, as the commentator said on TV, we're not very good at doing at grinding out results. And if you looked at last night's team, it, it had plenty of midfielders in it, and it meant that we had a lot of play in midfield, but we didn't really know what to do after them. We had very few attacking outlets. We had Adebayo, but you couldn't see uh, Flamini or Jumbug or Fred really running on to um, anything else and outpacing it. So uh, so I, I think we're a bit a, a little fortunate in the end, cause Edinburgh, if we'd gone 1-0 down, I think we would have been in trouble, you know, yeah, I think we deserve to go. Okay, any any preference for the next round? No, because uh, I think it's it's this team is just all down to how they play on the night. You know, um, if they play well, they can beat anyone. If they can, if they play badly, they can lose to anyone. Okay, that that's a good point because uh, you know against Spurs we didn't play brilliantly, but we played a lot better than them and and thoroughly deserved the win. Even though the the three goals, I suppose you could well, talk well, about them being. Uh, uh, fortunate in a way, but uh, it was a good way to 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 get rid of the the bad feeling, and there was quite an amount of bad feeling generated by the the previous two games against Bolton and against Fulham. I think you're quite right. I mean, for me, the, the most important thing against against Spurs was that we worked really hard. You know, the the the, level, the effort levels are so much up on Bolton and Fulham, and and that's what made the difference. Because if you if you work hard, it's, you're putting the Tottenham players under pressure, and it'd be the same for Bolton and Fulham players. They're not nearly as technically gifted as ours are. You put them under pressure, they start to panic, they start to hit long balls, they start to do stupid things. If you don't close them down, that's when they've got time to do things. You only need to look at Anelka's first goal at Bolton, and you saw how much time Kevin Davis had, you saw how much time Anelka had. We didn't allow them that space on Saturday, Tottenham. And that's, that for me, was what, what made the major difference. I mean, forget throwing football, forget dodgy decisions, they helped. But it was just we were far more committed and we were far more into it. Okay, and, I think the question is, you know, if if we're capable of that kind of effort, and I think fans will forgive, uh, will forgive, uh, will forgive a team if they know that uh, you know they they put everything into into a game in terms of effort, in terms of commitment, um, even if they play terribly uh, and they've given all they've got. You know, it, it's really hard to criticise. What is difficult is when you see them play the way they play against uh, Tottenham. Uh, and, and the, 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 the obvious difference between that game and the Fulham game, the Fulham game in particular, not so much the Bolton game, but the Fulham game in particular was was uh, was terrible. And, and um, you have to ask questions why that sort of commitment isn't there week in, week out. Well, it, quite. I mean, it's, it, it is absolutely ridiculous. But I think we could play we could play badly for 90 minutes. If our, if our commitment was there, I think we'd beat most teams. You know, and I think you see Chelsea do that sometimes. And it's just... It's a psychological thing. We're well capable of it. People say we're not capable. You know, we don't have the steel. That, that, that's just utterly untrue. We're well capable of it, but we're not. We're not doing it on a consistent basis, and it's it's really infuriating because it's, it's unlike last season. The talent is there, in my opinion, 
you know, there's not a hell of a lot wrong with the squad. You could, you know, tinker in one or two places. But we have the players. They're just not playing well enough. They're just not, they're not committed enough. Great game in, game out. And that, that's the problem, I think. Okay, where does that have to come from, though? I mean, uh, you know, people will talk about the, the, the captain and, you know, he's not a good leader, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, to, to instill that sort of... Uh, to instill that sort of commitment and and fight into into a team has got to be the job of the manager. Would you go along with what Amy Lawrence said last week that probably the best signing uh, we could make is is to bring in somebody on the coaching side of things? I think yes. I think I think she she made a very valid point, and I think I think you just have to imagine if, if someone like Kieran was around there more regularly, um, or or Adams, obviously he's not going to be around, or Bold, yeah. And if they actually felt confident enough to say what they really thought, because there's always a risk, I suppose that. That being, you know, when you're when you're paid by us and you don't want to go out and tell tell his players anything radically different from what he'd tell them, but you, you just get the feeling that if Kieran was out there on the training pitch, he'd just literally just just teach. It'd be so easy because some of the mistakes they're making are so obvious. They're so obvious. They're not complicated. They're not complicated stuff. They're just. It's just about not getting stuck in. It's not. It's just about a mindset, and I just I I, I do think that that could help. That the, it's not Arsenal's great strength defending. You know, he always. If you look at his defenders, I don't think it's any coincidence that basically almost every defender he's got started off life as, as a striker or, or an attacker. You know, even even Sol Campbell, who is probably the most obvious defender of defenders, actually started off at Tottenham as a striker. And certainly Torre was a midfielder, Ashley Cole was a left winger, Lauren was a midfielder, Aburi played a lot of time in midfield, Joru, I think they were saying the other night, you know, started off further up the field. So we re- I think we really could do with someone to teach that. I think. I think Seth, to be fair, has has a grasp of that, and you've seen. I think in the last uh, against Tottenham, and I thought last night as well, he is putting himself more about a bit more. But Gilberto, in a way, Gilberto is you know he's a very good player. But again, he's not he's not really one for for flying into things particularly. Yeah. I, just, I think we could do. I think fashioning it up is is no is no bad thing you know, in 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 anything basically, and, yeah. and that hasn't happened on the coaching side. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I sort of long for the days when you'd read about Arsenal's red card shame and, you know, the number of red cards mm. we had under Wenger. Uh, you know, I, I sort of miss that a bit when we were quite happy to, to get stuck into teams. But that's something that'll that'll come, I'm sure. Henri versus Wenger. Well, Henri versus Wenger. The whole situation that happened this week. Um, obviously, something went down. Um, do you think... You know, whatever it is that they, they've both handled it very well, because uh, you know uh, Wenger was was obviously a bit upset on on uh, Saturday after the game against Spurs, but it seemed to calm down. Released a statement during the week saying, you know, Henri is my captain. We have a good relationship. Henri, for whatever happened, if he was given a dressing down by the manager, you know, he very publicly supported the team and his teammates. Uh, you know, uh, during the game against Spurs, do you think they've handled it well? Well, I think as well as could be expected, really, because these things do have the potential to drag on. I think there's a there's no doubt that on Saturday, Omri was doing a little bit of backtracking. Certainly, the, the kind of PR offensive of him giving all these interviews was was not as as I think it was Phil Thompson on Sky Sports absurdly suggested that he thought that Omri had been sent out um, and told to do them by by Arsenal, which was just not clearly not true. I think I think Wenger, um, I think. Basically, the club didn't do anything. I don't think the club made, from what I understand, the club didn't make any effort to to come out and rebut the stories. You know, sending out any press releases or anything. It was all contacting journalists. It was entirely, it was entirely on the work doing that. Wenger um, clearly was a bit peeved in, in some way or another on on Saturday. I think 
it's hard to know exactly what. And you know, with Wenger, you're always kind of, I think, all the pundits and journalists are going to be drawing, drawing their own conclusions as we as we do. But conclusions not not necessarily based on facts. But he certainly he certainly wasn't. It wasn't a united front on Saturday between Henri and Wenger. I think it's telling that, for example, Wenger and Henri didn't stand together in front of the camera. I think they still spit out now. I think, you know, you forget, people forget that their relationship goes back a very, very long way to when Henri was 17. And that was one of the reasons why Henri decided to stay at Arsenal, because he does have, he's better off than Wenger. Um, so it would be surprising if something like that had caused, would cause long-term ructions. And, you know, in in the long term, it, it might not be too good if, if Henri's ego has been, has been checked slightly. I think he's got um, you know, there is occasionally a bit of a problem with his frustration, you know, the frustration he shows to other players. At the same time, I think he's got many attributes that are very useful for a captain that go, that go unseen. And, and, you know, it's fair enough, he probably shouldn't shrug as much as he does on the pitch. But, you know, Tony Adams was an alcoholic for seven years on the pitch. Uh, Alan Sherry's teammates, you know, Chief Gillespie testified to that. So, you know, I don't think Henry's by any means the worst captain in the world. And uh, certainly... Very few of us seem to be complaining last season in the Champions League. When I thought he he did inspire the team, you know, he really did inspire the team away away to Real Madrid and against Juventus, etc. So hopefully, hopefully, no lasting damage has been done. Yeah, exactly. There's, sometimes there's no harm just to have a little bit of a little bit of ructions, as you say, just to. Uh, put things back on an even keel. Okay, on Sunday, uh, probably the biggest test of the season so far, uh, we have uh, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Um, we've been good in big games this season, um, so it would be it would be wrong not to feel a, a little bit confident going into this. Um, how do you think we'll play? Do you think we'll we'll play with two strikers, or we'll go with four five one? I think the temptation for Arsenal Wenger will be to go 4-5-1 because if you look at when Chelsea went to Bolton last week, they played Makaleli, Barak, Lampard and Essien across the midfield with no wingers and then Shevchenko and Tukka up front. And I think Wenger will be very, very wary of being completely out-muscled in midfield. And the temptation will be to flood the midfield with midfielders, with foot soldiers, if you like, um, in order to match Chelsea there. I think... I think that could be a dangerous policy because I think we have to accept that in that part of the field, Chelsea is greater quality than we do. Sure, Sesk is very good, Gilberto is good, but I think simply trying to make up the numbers with, with the likes of Flamini and Nuremberg, etc., is is not the best idea that I've ever heard. I I would like to see Van Persie and Adebayo play on the simple principle that um, we get Adebayo to play to hold the ball up and Van, because Van Persie is not very good as a lone striker. And Van Persie needs to play because he's one of our best players. Yeah, and it's and it's a little absurd having one of your best players sitting on the bench. And I think he is one of our best players. He can he can get us a goal, you know, with a long range shot. And we're not we might well not have that much attacking at Chelsea. So I think what Wenger needs to do is to find a balance. I think he struggled he struggled last night. He had too many he had too many players who weren't going to help out with attacking. At West Ham he had he had too many players. I think he had Hleb Riziki, uh Van Persie and Unreal playing, and that's too many attackers away from home. I think what you need to have is, is probably Gilberto Fabregas and then one other kind of holding midfield, so, you know, in the lights of Germany or in Jumbo's space, and then have, then have, uh, you know, something like Hleb, an attacker, either Van Persie, maybe Walcott, and Adebayo. The other big issue for Sunday is the defence, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm, Philip Sendos is a player I like, but I think at the moment Johan Jura is slightly ahead of him. 
Um, and Joru is a big injury doubt as we speak this morning on Thursday morning. Um, and with Gallus unlikely to play, it means we're looking at we're looking at Sendos definitely playing and being a senior partner there. Now, Philip Sendos, he's troubled by Didier Drogba. We've seen it in the past, and that's a bit of a fear. That's a bit of a worry. Um, I'm not worried. Ideally, ideally it'd be Joru and Gallus. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Gallus is rated at 20% this morning. We don't know the extent of Juru's hamstring strain. It- this is John Grills from the Creepy Podcast. With best Christmas ever on AMC+, every day feels like Christmas morning. From new holiday favorites like Elf and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation to modern iconic family classics like The Polar Express and The Year Without a Santa Claus, you can spend the holiday season opening only the good stuff. Plus, you get a stocking stuffed with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men. New series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond. And you're also getting your favorite iconic Christmas movies without having to search. AMC Plus is available on all your devices. Sign up today at amcplus.com. AMC Plus. Only the good stuff. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Could be a case that we have... We have Senderos and Hoyt in the middle of defence against um, against Chelsea, which wouldn't be ideal, obviously. But uh, you know, to be honest, I I, I agree. Senderos had his problems against uh, against Drogba last season, but at the same time, he's only just come back into the side with no preseason. He's a little bit rusty. Um, I think he he'll step it up if he has to play against uh, Chelsea. He'll he'll do well, I think. And people are, are very quick in the same way that they are with with every other player. They're very sort of quick to write him off when you know they forget that he was part of that defense that that went you know for so long in the in the Champions League without without conceding last year. Uh, speaking of defense, and in their defense, um, we'll be up against uh, our old friend uh, Cuntley for the first time. Um, obviously, he's going to get some stick from from the Arsenal fans. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little worried about this. Just, um, I think the I think the twenty pound notes things are, are hilarious and really really funny. But I can just see. I just have a fear that this is is going to turn into a race to the bottom, basically, um, with with some of the chanting. Just because I think the chants are, are fair enough. Not not massively my cup of tea, but that's fair enough. But you know, fair enough if other people want to chant them. The problem being, I think, is that I don't know if you've heard at a Chelsea game on a. Tuesday night, they, they seem to be they seem to be warming their vocal cords for a rendition of the older, delightful Arsene Wenger song that United fans so love at Old Trafford. Right. Um, and so you're going to have on the sidelines on the you know it's going to be four o'clock on a Sunday. Everyone's going to be in the pub all day. You're going to have you're going to have five thousand people screaming Ashley Cole's a fucking arsehole, and you know about his mobile phone. Thirty thousand people screaming Arsene Wenger's a paedophile, and you know I don't know I don't know about you, but it just it just it's going to be like when you've got when you've got kind of a you know two sides in the fight and they're but they're equally they drag each other down and it's equally bad but but you know I think Cole will deserve to get stick um, he'll be a danger as well you know we'll need if Fred is on the right hand side Clever will need to do a lot of work as well to help Abue Abue's been slightly symbolic recently we need to get our fullback forward as well if if we can get Abue forward if we can get Clichy forward that will that will stop them from 
that will stop the likes of Colson bombing on on on. And if if you think about it, with their with their quite narrow midfield, Chelsea, Cole is is quite an important attacking outlet for them. So. No, I'm looking forward to giving him stick, don't get me wrong. And I would if I were there. I just uh, I can just see it all becoming yeah, I think I think this could be uh, could be a very tasty game. I'm looking forward to it, I have to say. Okay. Well look, uh, we better leave it there for this week. Um thank you very much for taking the time again. No problem. Thank you very much to Good Player from GoodPlayer.com, and we'll have another blog chat next week. As usual, I'm trying to keep away all the famous people and celebrities and XR some players that want to appear on the show. Honestly, I promise you, it's hectic, really hectic. Now, the Porto versus Arsenal game midweek, very, very dull, but it was an inspiration uh, this week for Arsene Wenger-Hawkins. This week I decided I need to do something new with my life. Despite being a quite brilliant whatever it is I am, and a star on the world-famous arse casts, I feel like my life is missing something. You might think it's the ability to scratch my own arse and to move around without having to blow into a straw, but you'd be wrong. It's something more than that. I need something to challenge me. Something new. Something exciting. So, I thought about it, and I realized that if a tedious dickwad like Alan Perry can commentate on football games, and why does he always get the Arsenal games, then so can I. I thought the Poirovia Arsenal game would be a good place to start, and I decided to make a demo of my commentary skills so I could send it to Sky or the BBC or even ITV. Actually, fuck ITV. I wouldn't work for those horse-fisting cuntbags. Unfortunately, as I'm not the most sprightly person you will ever meet, it took me nearly 80 minutes to get the equipment set up. Still, I got the last 10 minutes of a game, so here's a sample of my commentary. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru. Epoe. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru. Toure. Jaru, Toure, Jaru, Sesk, Toure, Jaru, Toure, Jaru, Toure, Jaru, Toure, Jaru, Toure, Jaru, Gilberto. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. Oh good sweet Jesus, I wish it was. I wish this shit was all over. There you go. I am having it mixed by Bob Clearmount and sent off as soon as possible. I'm confident that within months I will be the main commentator for Premiership Football. And when I am I will lure Andy Gray to a deserted car park and smash his fucking face in, the cunt. Oh yes. More from him next week and just a small little bit, a little bit later on in the show. Now, uh, after his Man of the Match performance against Spurs on Saturday, a number of people's opinions on Emmanuel Adebayor have, have changed. And he's a fantastic guy to, to listen to in his, in his uh, post-match interviews. He talks uh, a million to a dozen. Um, so I'm very happy to welcome Emmanuel Adebayor to the Arscast. Emmanuel, what a great goal you scored against Tottenham during the week. You must have been very happy. Yeah, of course, I was very happy uh, because it's a very important goal to score against the team like Tottenham and because we have a very big game and it's important for our fans and for me to play well and to score the goal. And of course, I got advice before from Thierry. He's like my brother. Everybody is like my brother. Everybody's family. So after I score the goal, I smile and run to him and give big hug. And then, of course, you know, it's like everybody's my brother. So I hope them too. And uh, for me, it's very happy, very happy to score this goal. Yes, it is. 
Obviously, Thierry's going to be out for a little while. Do you think you can take up the slack and score the goals we need? Yeah, of course, because it's very important to score a goal. And striker, it's important for me to score a goal, you know. And uh, I'm happy to be here now. Everybody's like family. And uh, for me, it's important to score a goal. I can score a goal. And help the team. I like to help the team. Uh, even though Thierry's my brother, I'm sad to see him out. But of course, uh, when I play, I like to play to win. I like to play. And of course, the play is to score and to score. And striker, and striker is like family. And everybody's brother to me. And everybody's like a farmer. So, you know, yes, yes, I can do that. Okay, finally, uh, can you give us a bar of your, your favorite ever song? But if you leave me now, you take away the baby's part of me. Oh, baby, please don't go. The voice of an angel, Emmanuel Laribayor, thank you very much. And you know, you know, dear listener, that the Arsecast is the place to get exclusive interviews with all your football favourites and, and stars and hotshots and, and, and things like that. Uh, if you look in the iTunes Music Store at the moment, you will see that the Arsblog Arsecast is far more popular than the official podcast from Arsenal.com. Uh, so thank you all for that. It's uh, very much appreciated, all your contributions and all your downloads and all the feedback and suggestions that you make. And I'm sorry I can't get through uh, as many of them as I would like, but, you know, time is money and I don't have any money, therefore I don't have any time. Uh, just a quick word now for Vital Football, who have been publishing headlines on News Now, for example, Arsene Wenger Podcast. And what they've done is, with some other site called footballaudio.com, I think it is, they've recorded the the post-match interviews off the telly, and then they're publishing these headlines on Newsnow, which are designed to attract hits, which means people will click on their Google ads and all that sort of stuff. Um, And they're not podcasts at all. This is a podcast. It's about a half an hour long. It's produced once a week. It's got uh, interviews. It's got different things. It's got original content. And it takes no small amount of skill to put it together. Well, it, a very small amount of skill to put it together. Um, but you guys publishing those headlines saying, podcast for this, I object. You're fucking conning the people, you bastards. Uh, so stop doing it or or face the consequences. So help me, I'll set Arsene Wenger Hawkins on you. Uh, it's tr- I will. And you do not want that wheelie fucker after you, let me tell you. He is relentless. He will not stop until the last drop of blood is drained from your body, your your ashes scattered to the four corners of the globe. And then he'll come after your family and your neighbors and your pets and your old teachers and anybody you ever met. In the end, because of the six degrees of separation thing, Arsene Wenger Hawkins will wipe out the entire human race and it'll be all your fault because you said podcasts that weren't fucking podcasts. So get with it. Jesus. Okay, so now it's time for your questions that you sent in via the state-of-the-art Ars blog, Ars cast, uh, voice recording yoke uh, that you can find uh, by clicking on the Ars cast link on the right-hand side of the homepage, and you'll find all the instructions there. So if you do want to leave a comment or a question, feel free. Uh, first one this week comes from Daryl. Uh, hi to Ars Blogger. Um, my name's Daryl. come from Savanton. been a gooner since uh, we won the double. In seventy seventy one season. Uh, my question is with all the Arsenal blogs and forums uh around at the moment, do you think any of what gets said and what goes on ever gets down to the players? Uh and that's it. Cheers for that, Daryl. Good question. Um I know for a fact that at least one of the first team squad is a regular reader of Ars blog, maybe one or two more as well. Uh, and I'm sure because these guys are, are young guys, they're well paid, they've got state of the art uh, computer thing systems at home, uh, they've got to be fairly net savvy. Uh, so you'd imagine that uh, some of them will read around uh, the, the websites and the blogs and, and find out what's being said. Um, Thierry Henry is uh, notoriously media savvy. 
And I, I expect he reads around some of the sites as well. Uh, he's been known to call up journalists when a newspaper story that's not to his liking appears uh, in the newspaper. So he's probably had a busy week this week. And if you can bear it, uh, take a look around myspace.com. Now, I hate that site. It's a lot of old donkey cock as far as I'm concerned. But a lot of the, uh, not just our players, but a lot of young players have a, a profile on there. Jermaine Penance, if you can find it, is particularly hilarious. So, uh, given the fact these are young guys, they've got plenty of money, plenty of free time, I think it would be uh, fair to assume that they have a good read of what goes on. And I'm also reliably informed that Arsene Wenger keeps a copy of my blog on a shelf in his office. True, true. Now, next question comes from Tyler. Uh, hello, Mr. Blogger. Um, I've got a random question for you. Uh, I've been reading Ask Blog for a while, and I noticed that uh, this guy, Tom, is always filling in your shoes when you've gone to watch the Ask or uh, you've done a Sol Campbell and gone missing in action for a few days. So I was wondering how Tom got to be the assistant manager and why he's the best man for the job. A very good question, and uh, I like the way you assume Tom is is actually the best man for the job. Uh, really, he got the job because um, basically he sucks cock better than anybody I've ever met in my life. I'm joking, of course. I've met much better than him. No, uh, when the site first started, uh, my uh, technical abilities, uh, even uh, compared to now, were, were very, very limited. So whenever there were problems, uh, Tom was on hand to offer his technical wizardry and his support, and and, uh, and he could sort things out. Now, I think he's probably regretted that a uh, number of times since then, because uh, I've lost count of the, the number of occasions I've had to send him a message or an email going, um, Tom, uh, broke everything again. Uh, and he always fixes it in, in record time um, even during his honeymoon he was on hand to offer advice about uh, how I could unfix or unbreak the arses and speaking of the arses many years ago when, when Arseblog was all fields we had a comment system called Yaks and there was a, a time when they had some big big problems with their servers and, and Arseblog was arsesless if that's a correct word it was arsesless for the best part of a week uh, and there was no sign of it coming back. So Tom saved the day by uh, writing and coding the arses that you see on the bottom of every arse blog entry. They're the comment system. And uh, that's entirely down to him. It's also completely spam-free, which uh, anyone else who has a blog and, and uses the built-in comments to WordPress or to Blogger or Movable Type or what have you will, will know fine well that some of the sites and a big site like Arsblog would get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spam comments every week uh, the Arses don't have that as well as that when Arsblog changed from being manually written to uh, blogging software called WordPress we had to figure out a way I say we had to figure out a way of of uh, getting the arses integrated into the WordPress software, and Tom did that in, in about an hour's time, so he's, uh, he's saved the day more than once. As well as that, uh, I really enjoy reading Arseblog uh, as a reader when Tom does the site, when I go on holidays, for example, or if I'm away at a match or um, just too hungover to do anything. Uh, for me, it's always nice to, to come at the site as a, as a reader and, and see what he's got to say. I'm glad that in recent times he's had some good blogs to write instead of horrible ones like after the Champions League final, but even then, it's uh, top-notch, and uh, he does a great job. Arsblog loves Tom. A moment's silence for Tom. I suppose we should have applause, but silence is just as well, because he's, he's quite bald. Did I ever tell you that? You need to know that Tom is, that Tom is bald. So that's why Tom is the assistant manager of Arsblog. Now, the next question comes from somebody who calls themselves AWH. Via email, they said, 
I feel I must point out that my surname is Hawking, not Hawkins. If you don't stop getting it wrong, I'm going to wheel round your gaff with a fucking tire iron and go supernova on your ass. Well, charming. Who else could we get to, to answer this particular question but uh, the man himself? Fight you, you cunty fightbag. I know what my own fighting name is, you despicable prick. I will hunt you down and fucking cut you up, bitch. Oh, yes. Well, AWH, I, I hope that answers your question. Uh, that's it for this particular section. Don't forget, if you want uh, to leave a comment, go to the Ars blog page, click on the ArsCast link on the right-hand side, you'll find all the instructions there. If you want to send an email, uh, it's arscast at arsblog.com. That's arscast at arsblog.com. And that is just about that for another Arscast. Finally, as always, we've got our bet of the week. Uh, this time, Simon Wolf from bluesquare.com. That's www.bluesq.com. He said Gilberto scored two penalties against Spurs last week, and he can be backed at 14 to 1 to score another penalty at Stamford Bridge this weekend. So 14 to 1 if you fancy Gilberto to get a penalty at Stamford Bridge if the Russians haven't paid the ref enough uh, to prevent such a, a terrible thing happening at their home ground. Anyway, there you go. That's it. Another Arscast over and done with. Thank you for listening. Thank you to ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk for their sponsorship. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.